Welcome back to the First and Ten podcast. This is the week three review. I am your host, Ross. I'm back after a couple of weeks of uh, absence. Uh, and joining me this week, we have got Miles. Hello. How are you doing, mate? Sad about Sad. the hats, but, you know, <laughs> we, we move. Yeah, it's always next week. And also joining me is Ollie. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. I'm just very nervous about tonight. I'm, I've still got that gut feeling that we're somehow <laughs> going to throw it away. But, um, I'm, you know, I'm just going to trust it. we should win. We should win. The division's just yours. saying it and it will happen. I said this to my mate the other week. He's a Giants fan. I said to him, you're going to win this division. I said it after week one because the rest of the teams aren't that good. I don't know. The Eagles look really good this week. I feel, I feel like they're The offense exploded, didn't it, I suppose. Yeah, they're they're probably running away with it at this point, unfortunately. But um, you know, we're still two and zero. Who knows? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Not a position you've ever been in. Well, for a long, long time. Uh, let's let's start, shall we, with Thursday night football? Uh, the Browns versus the Steelers. The Browns won twenty nine seventeen. Um, the Steelers need to make a change of quarterback, don't they? Already, because Mitch Trubisky is not the answer to anyone's questions. I mean, yes, but also <laughs> like. No, because I think if if the other dudes are any good, surely they'd be playing because Trubisky has an incredibly low floor and yet he seems to be just the go-to. He didn't really do much wrong against the Browns. He just didn't do anything at all. So it's kind of like you know, he's yeah. he's not he's not he's not throwing the game away. He you know, he wasn't, you know, giving the ball away and, and things like that and putting his team at risk. He just isn't going to win you a game with his, well, let's say in quotation marks, skill set. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, no touchdowns, no picks. We didn't exact once. So a relatively clean game. He just didn't do anything. 200 yards and 20 completions. Um, I mean, Mitch Trubisky versus Jacoby Brissett is not what <laughs> first night football is made for, is no. it? <laughs> uh, Brissett got the job done. But my takeaway from this is, Without a quarterback, Najee Harris is an absolute bust as a first-round fantasy pick because he's just, oh, he cannot yeah. get going. He's got no... Like, he's not explosive, so he relies on mm. the box not being stacked. And yeah. it just... Like, it's it's quite painful to watch them just slogging away for one yard, two yard, four yard, two yard, one yard, like every yeah. other play. And it's just like, you know come on man come on but yeah and then they introduced you know warren and suddenly yeah they sparked up a bit he looked way more like efficient and explosive and i know Najee's not he's never been the explosive guy mm. but the contrast between him and warren is like you know if he gets hurt then mm. yeah and i just yeah, opens up a bit i saw i saw a comparison between the two with like uh Najee harris is like zeke and Jalen Warren is like Pollard, where yeah. one is just a big bruiser and the other was a bit more explosive. I think the difference is though Zeke was explosive at yeah. the start of his career, whereas Najee's never ever been explosive, not really even in college. So no. But it's kind of like that. You got got the smaller guy who's a bit more sharp, a bit more agile, a bit more quick, and then you've got the bruiser who We'll yeah. just keep getting the ball because they 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 paid they invested a lot so they're not just going to be like no we're going to sit him and go with someone else yeah no that's fair for the Browns Nick Chubb just does the job then he every week twenty three carries one hundred and twenty yards one touchdown Amari Cooper yep. looks good as well good pick up mm. QB proof it seems oh well, yeah <laughs> yeah he's been with uh, various QBs and yeah he still puts up the yards and the numbers 
and then Njoku was really good as well. He was he got ten targets that night and he caught about eight or nine of them. And I just you know he yeah and the touchdown looked really really good, especially after a quiet couple of weeks. Yeah, so he has that feel, in his game, yeah. doesn't he? He is an explosive tight end when he's kind of can be bothered. Yeah, basically. Yeah, they paid him a lot, so they really need. To, you know, I mean, Harrison Bryant was their most utilized tight end over the first two weeks, so wow. they obviously had to get him involved because you can't pay a tight end that much and then just leave him out. So yeah, true. Yeah, I think the Browns got a lot. They, the Browns have a better Arsenal, but again, Jacoby Brissett isn't gonna win you anything so i think when watson comes back they might actually have something because defensively they look okay Mm. they've got a great line a good running back tandem so yeah who knows what they can do when you know who comes back (laughs) (laughs) already named him but yeah you shall not be named yeah ollie are the the bengals the clear favorites in this division because the ravens look pretty good as well yeah i mean it's that's a tough one really isn't it obviously they just got their first win against mm. the Jets and it's one of those where okay they finally got that first win but it was against the Jets so yeah. there are those question marks but then of course the Browns lost to them so there's so many yeah. question marks in this division and you know you mentioned Mitch Trubisky you said he's not the answer to anything but if the if the question you're asking is uh who's a good backup for Josh Allen who's one of the top five quarterbacks and never gets injured then then you might be the answer to that question at least yeah, I suppose you can. Yeah, he, he, he is he's a solid player. He's just not flash, is he? He's not exciting. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. And it's, and yeah, and this is the. Uh, I mean, you said you mentioned the Bengals are the favourites. I, I mean, who? I'm not betting against the Ravens right now, to be honest. No, the I'm, Ravens uh, look good so far. Yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson looking better than he did in his MVP season. It's mm-hmm. one of those things where he's he's starting to take care of himself a bit more, and you could sort of see it. Yeah as he just tears apart teams in a different way, but he's still got that electricity that he's mm. always had. And he's, I think he's going to be really fun to watch this year. He's got Mark Andrews, who is apparently uncoverable. Like He just always finds himself open in the secondary somehow. Um, let's move on to, we'll kind of run through the games as they happen. The Texans lost to the Bears. This was a good game. I enjoyed watching this. The Bears look fun for the first time this season. Um, Khalil Herbert getting the job done. Yes. Like 57 yards on the ground. So good. Two so touchdowns. I love him. <laughs> love me some Khalil Herbert. David Montgomery doing what David Montgomery does, getting injured and mm. missing time. The fields um, look bad though in that, but yeah, they made it. They won, so I guess maybe they'll just brush that under the rug a bit but yeah he yeah. looked bad the two and one Chicago Bears which is mad um, <laughs> I feel bad for the Texans I like this Texans team there's, there's some spunk to them I like the way they play they're not afraid mm. to they, they go for game. they go for the win most of the time puffing that, that the tie obviously when they, get, they gave it away but they're a fun team to watch um, the Titans taking on the Raiders the Titans won 24-22 this was a good game uh and you want to see Matt Collins coming out with under Yeah, what, the, what on earth happened? <laughs> Honestly, like I did not see that. Come. Someone picked him up in one of my fantasy leagues, and I was just like, "Oh, okay, cool." Like, don't really care about that. And then he just yeah. went off. I was like, "I wish I'd done that now." And I would just, "Where's he come from?" You know, <laughs> like just an insane performance. And you know, I'd, maybe the distraction of of the other weapons they have mm. played a part. But he, you know, when when he made some difficult catches on the sideline he looks pretty you know tough to bring down and yeah uncoverable yeah. at times he did look good um 
the Titans. What do you make to the Titans? I'm not um, sold this season so far. I I think this is very tough with the Titans because Derek Henry is that boulder that yeah. takes a bit of time to get rolling. Mm-hmm. But once it gets rolling, you, you, there's no way you're stopping it. And maybe this he'd sort of have a bit of that um, starting to gain a little bit of momentum here. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, I was so frustrated with the Raiders' offense in a way that I've <laughs> never been frustrated with a team other than my own um, in my entire time watching the NFL. They had seven passes in the red zone to win the get or to tie yeah. the game at the end. None of them went anywhere near a receiver. No. I don't know if, if it was Derek Carr, the receivers, or you know, uh, Josh McDaniels would play calling, but someone's got to be held seven pass. Obviously, you get you fail four times, get the penalty to give you another chance, fail another three times, and then luckily enough, you get the you get it on the last one. Surprise, yeah. surprise, they don't make the two point conversion either. I mean, it was honestly uh, like I. Don't understand how I'm this annoyed over a team that has zero investment. <laughs> it was the most frustrating end to a game I've ever seen. Watching that, and, on I've, zone, had, it, and it, I've had to watch the Giants' red zone offense for the last six years. I mean, this is honestly, this this team's supposed to be good. I had yeah. them as genuine contenders in the AFC. Oh What's three. going on? Oh and three. <laughs> Ridiculous, isn't it? I think Josh McDaniels is coach of the year. I mean, yeah. I know it takes time to get. <laughs> Go in and a new system and everything, but Jesus, Jesus yeah. Christ, lads! Sort it off. <laughs> so you're not happy with that, okay? <laughs> oh, it's like I've never seen even even in the entire times watching the Giants seven straight passes in a row, nowhere yeah. near a receiver. How is that possible? How? There's one, and I, I, I understand. Derek Carr. Uh, sorry. Yeah, there was one pass that he threw behind Darren Waller that was so far in front of Devontae Adams, I had no idea kind of who he was actually throwing that ball to. Because <laughs> okay, I can understand, you know, you don't want to throw it into a tight space because yeah. there might be a pick. And I can understand, you know, the receivers, the receivers were just <clears throat> covered. But then the receivers need to get open or yeah. McDaniels needs to call them open or Carr needs to throw them open. Something needs to happen there. You can't fail that badly seven times in a row. <laughs> no. I mean, it's mental. And then, of course, eight times out of nine, including the two-point conversion. Yeah, there's a lot of red zone looks that you're failing to convert. Uh, let's move on to one of the shocks of the week, the Colts 20, the Chiefs 17. Um, it just wasn't clicking for the, the Chiefs, was it this? They just couldn't get anything going at all. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the weird one. Obviously, there's, you know, the fallout between Mahomes and bien over that sort of end of the mm. first half where the enemies just seemed to sort of say, don't worry, we're good. And then yeah. obviously they went on to lose. <laughs> um, it's an interesting thing with, is is I guess it's that dynamic you're always going to have if you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback yeah. and you just always want to go for it. But you at the same time, you have to say, no, this is the right thing to do mm. just in the strategy of the game. And obviously Mahomes is never going to be happy with that because obviously he thinks he's the best in the league because he, is definitely up there. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Colts are the more interesting team for me here because I kind of written them off. I was thinking, yeah. well, they were obviously a roller coaster team last year, mm-hmm. and they, but somehow they looked even worse. But now they've gone and beaten the Chiefs, so I guess they're just doing what they did last year, but with Matt Ryan instead of Carson Wentz. 
as, but that was apparently supposed to be a massive change. So I guess the Colts are just what they were last year. So I don't yeah. know, I guess it's a sorry for Colts fans because I, mean, <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to go through that again. They're an odd team. They're, I don't know if Ryan over Wentz is that much of an upgrade because, I mean, Wentz, is, for what he's good at, is flinging the ball around and scoring points. Well, they were going on all off-season about how much of a leader he was and he was getting the team together. Yeah. And it sort of felt... And that was what my thinking was when when I said the Colts were going to win the OFC South, mm. was that um, Ryan was going to bring a cool head to things. He was going to make sure... It's a very simple offense. Just go through Pittman and yeah. Jonathan Taylor, and they're gonna not not look that good, but they're gonna win a lot of games. Yeah, and t- they just look exactly the same as they did, <laughs> except you know you don't have two very in- entertaining interceptions from Carson Wentz every game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. The, the Colts now one one and one. Uh, the Chiefs two and one. Um, the Bills versus Dolphins. This was an absolute great game. This was on red zone for the majority of the time. Josh Allen, 400 yards and 63 attempted passes. Insane. <laughs> Insane. It was just like, I mean, we all expected it to be. That should have been in prime time, not yeah. Steelers-Browns. It was Absolutely. It was so, so good. But some of the play calling at the end was weird for mm-hmm. the Dolphins. They made it out. But like, you know, they throwing it on third and 11 from your own one. Yeah. Is bad. Like, there's no it's... sensible way to look at that from a play calling standpoint. And then the punt, which is now obviously legendary <laughs> for that image, where it looks like uh, a ball is being, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just. But you know, it worked out in the end. You know, happy for them, whatever. You know, yeah. as a Pats fan, it, it doesn't matter because I can just enjoy this game as entertainment because we're not getting yeah. anywhere near those teams. So, yeah, really, good. I think it could have gone either way. You know. Mm. I think they're both going to make the playoffs, but yeah, um, two really pass-heavy teams that kind of showcase that a bit. It took the took the Dolphins a while to wake up through the air, but they got there in the end. And I think both teams scored their first rushing touchdown from a running back oh, wow. in that game because they've just been so reliant on the passing game. And then, yeah, Singletary and I think Edmonds both scored a rushing touchdown. That was both teams' first running back rushing touchdown of the game, of the wow. season. It's just bizarre. I saw yeah, a stat during, yeah. the, I think it was the second quarter, that the Dolphins had their first three and out. Or the Bills, sorry, had their first three yeah. and out of the season. Which is just, again, ridi- two, just ridiculous. Ten quarters into the season. <laughs> yeah, Mental. I mean, this is, I mean, it's, I, I said before the game, the Bills are going to have to lose at some point. Yeah. I just didn't think it was this week. But um, They yeah, had the uh, ball for 40 minutes, the Bills. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I mean, they still, this is the thing, they still look great. Um, it was just some really poor time management at the end that really cost yeah. them. Because that's the thing, they really should have won this game. Um, yeah. But and and that's the thing with Josh Allen, you'd back him every time. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, just p- poor play calling, decision making all round, uh, including from the medical staff to let Tua back in. Yeah, um, that was yeah, that was scary. He was jelly legged when he came yeah. off the pitch, uh, pitch field, I guess we say. Uh, and yeah, he just looked like when, when I heard he was going back in, I was like, no, that's that's just it. Just felt wrong. It felt like they yeah. were just prioritizing the short term over the long term health of their their star QB. So yeah, that... Rappaport reported that it was just a back injury, apparently. Which I mean, I I've mean, got a bad back, and I've never looked like that. Yeah, that it was a head injury, absolutely, one hundred percent head injury. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, Tua attempted 18 passes in this. <laughs> 18 passes. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's starting to show something, isn't he? Um, he is. I even if he, you know, can barely stand on two feet. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I'd, I'd really like to see Tua sort of take a next step throughout this year. Um, I just hope it doesn't end with him being carried off and never seen again. <laughs> I do still struggle with the left-handed quarterback. I just can't get on board with it. It just looks <laughs> odd to me. Did you see that video where they had flipped Tua's footage? So it looked like he was a right. They mirrored it, so it looked like he was a right hander, and it just looked normal. It just looked like a normal quarterback throwing a normal pass because it's just it's obviously really weird watching a lefty, but it was actually so so weird how um, how it looked. And then someone else did a thread on Twitter where they just got loads of right-handed quarterbacks (laughs) and it began to look weird. So it is, you know, it's so weird how it looks, but you know, he seems to be getting it done. So yeah. He's doing the job for now. Um, we'll move on to the Vikings 28, the Lions 24. I felt so bad for the Lions. I thought they had this. They were, it was a really good game, actually, from back and forth. I said coming into the season, I like this Lions team, and they've, yeah. they've looked good, actually. I don't think they deserve to be one and two. They should be two and one at least. I just well, think they... defensively they're not, like, they're yeah. still not there. I think offensively they've got a lot of a lot of talent there, and they would mm. always they're always going to put up 20-plus with ease. Yeah. But just defensively, they're just always allowing too many points, always letting the opposition into games. And, you know, I think they make some improvements on that side of the ball. I know they drafted Hutch and he looks insane. But, yeah, I think they just need the defence to be a bit more solid and then they will have a serious, serious team. Yeah. I mean, they They look good against the best team in the division so far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's, I mean, that's all your competition is, really. But at the same time, the the Lions have a genuine chance at a wildcard spot spot this season. They like they're a decent team. They showed it today. They they generally could have really won this Vikings game. Um, I it's one of those. There's so many teams that are just sort of okay Mm. in the NFC that you go, yeah, maybe they could do it. Yeah, they'll sneak in. uh, Yeah. They did a great job of keeping Justin Jefferson quite three catches of 14 yards, but KJ Osborne did the damage for the Vikings. 73 yards on five catches. Um, let's move on to... What's the next game? Oh, my internet's slowing down. It's the Ravens oh, being the Patriots. Sorry, Miles. This was a, a really fun game. So my friend um, said he, he was going to watch NFL for the first time uh, yesterday. He messaged me Saturday and said, which game should I watch? I said, well, obviously watch Dolphins versus um, Bills, but that wasn't available to stream. So he said, I'm going to watch the Ravens versus the Patriots instead. And I think he chose a pretty good game to get in with, really. High scoring, lots of turnovers, lots of offense, lots of everything, really. I mean, yeah, sure. Great, great for him. Congrats to Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, no, that was horrible. (laughs) And I didn't like it one bit. I mean, okay, Mac Jones actually didn't look as terrible as I always think he is. Yeah, and he for some reason decided to do his best Lamar Jackson impression and, you know, <laughs> made some a couple some of nice runs. Yeah, and I was like, okay. But then, you know, through through a pick and, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just not... I, again, I don't think we lost that game because of him, but because mm. the Ravens are just always going to put up a lot of points... Yeah, we he's not the Mac Jones isn't the quarterback to just win you a game with his arm. 
or whatever. No. He's just not gonna he's not gonna keep you in the game that much. You need other parts of the team to step up and we had that fumble and I just think, you know, the def- defensively we just weren't all there and yeah. Then he just goes and gets injured and it looks really bad. And you know, as much as I slate him, we're obviously a worse team without him and I Who's am the a bit concerned. Bailey Zapp, who Okay, I'll tell you worth for that. Never yeah, heard his name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we drafted him. We drafted him this year. Okay. Um more of a big volume guy. I think he threw a obscene number of balls last last season. But oh, yeah, right, okay. don't know a lot about him, but you know, on the plus side, Devontae Parker looked good, didn't he? Five catches for 156 yards. Yes, yes. But when <laughs> like when you're getting it's because you know Myers wasn't available and yeah. when you're getting torched as well, we weren't getting torched, but we were, you know, had to keep keep up with the with the yeah. Ravens. We had to just be very pass heavy. I, you know, I'm not relying on any of our receivers really to keep up the good production all year round because it's like Mm. I we just don't have the. I, I, it's such a frustrating time to be a Patriots fan, but at the same time, it's sort of the blood sacrifice we made for all the years. <laughs> so I'll I'll just I'll just stomach it. But I did like Devonte Parker. I did like um, the move in the off season. I thought he ha- he's always been a bit of a pain for us as well. Yeah. So it's good to not have to deal with that anymore. But <laughs> yeah, I think we ran the ball really well. I think again, that's the second week in a row. I think my highlight has been how well we've run it. Yeah, and Stevenson and Harris were good. Really good. The line, yeah, exactly. Stevenson and Harris both really good. The line looked cohesive as a unit, yeah. and yeah, I think you can run if you can run the ball well. You've always got a chance. So mm. if we build on that, but again, now it's hard to build on that. Now our QB's injured and all that. So <laughs> I guess we'll see. <laughs> uh, the Cincinnati Bengals twenty-seven, the New York Jets twelve. Um, Joe Flacco with 285 yards, 10 yards more than Joe Burrow. Um, but he did attempt 52 passes. Um, the Jets need to run the ball more than they. Brees Hall and Michael Carter look very good when they're running the ball. Yet they well, seem to just seems, want to throw it all the time. It just seems to be a typical Jets performance of late, really, doesn't mm. it? It's, uh, Joe Flacco is leading the league in passing yards. He's there or <laughs> thereabouts. And it's, you know, they, they, they just seem to keep going that way. And for once, I mean, this this is big. This comfortable win for the Bengals. Yeah. Um, and, and this is a team that have not looked good. And this is the, and this is the thing that really hits me with the Bengals. I just think against any team with a semi decent defensive line, yeah, Joe Burrow is just going to get hit to oblivion. Yeah, like I've, um, I've spent years hearing about Russell Wilson getting sacked so much, but Burrow just gets sacked more than I've ever seen a quarterback get sacked. Well, I think he's still on pace to be sacked a hundred times this year. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not looking good. It's, uh, that's and that's the thing for the Bengals. I uh, obviously nice to get a win on your belt, and mm. maybe Joe Burrow and Jamal Chase can pull off some hero plays to uh, keep them in every game. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm really not confident about the Bengals going forward, unless obviously if the offensive line gets it together and yeah. they really you know ch- turn things around then it'll be a completely different story but until that happens it's uh it's not looking good how did the officials not get that um t higgins touchdown correct as well that was a definite touchdown you both feet down yeah no i thought i thought that too but yeah. I, then on the other side i also thought jamar chase did fumble it so i guess well yeah yeah <laughs> swings around kind of yeah they kind of got got away with that so yeah but yeah weird 
Um, Eagles 24, Commanders 8. The Eagles scored all their points in the second quarter, and the Commanders scored all their eight points in the fourth quarter. This was a very, very one-sided game. Jalen Hurts looked very, very good. 340 passing yards, three touchdowns. Um, him and Devontae Smith had a connection. Mm, um, really 169 really yards for Smith, 85 more yards for AJ Brown as well. And a touchdown. It's yeah. Just like, yeah, I think, again, just offensively, they are just so potent and... Mm. It doesn't really look like you can because again, because Hurst can run it, and because the team are so good at running the football, yeah, everything's just wide open for them. And then you've got these two receivers that are just you know both top talents. It's like some of the catches Smith was making, yeah, just well, it's what he was doing in college, you know, he was just he was always a solid pair of hands. It was just more the question marks around him coming into the league were, is he big enough? And Well, it doesn't really matter, does it? Because <laughs> he's going off like that. Who cares? You know, maybe that's why they can high. see him. You know, yeah. who knows? But yeah, it's a slim reaper. Um, sacked nine times in this one and a fumble. Um, not not a great day at the office for Carson. He doesn't have many, does he? You know? <laughs> I still like him because I love a big armed quarterback. There's a reason Jay Cutler's my favorite NFL player all time. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, not a great day for the commanders uh, who slipped to one and two. The Eagles three and zero. Eagles and the Giants going back at it for the top of that division, really. Um, I mean, let's just wait and see until the Giants <laughs> play decent team. Um, I'm not getting too ahead of myself just yet. We've got the Cowboys tonight. Obviously, um, still don't feel great about it, but we'll see. Um, and then the Bears next week. Even if we come out of those two games and we're four and zero. I'm still back in the heels for the division. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Panthers 22, Saints 14. This one just completely passed me by on Game Pass. Like, there was the big uh, Leviska Chanel touchdown. Apart from that, Chris Olave looked good. Yeah. Um, coming out of party for him. And McCaffrey passed 108 yards incredibly quietly. He seems to have lost a bit of his spark, doesn't he, Christian McCaffrey? It's just the... I mean, he's... For a running back, he's getting old now. He's 26. Mm-hmm. And he's had... He's been plagued by injuries for two years. So yeah. He's I don't think we're ever gonna see the old school run CMC we saw when he was fresh out of college and he was just putting up a million yards a game and a mm. touchdown, you know. But he's still, you know, they're still working him a lot. You know, he's still had, as you said, uh, over a hundred yards and he's still the focal point of that offense. But yeah, yeah, it's uh I think also the reason for that maybe is because Baker is just bad. And he <laughs> can't great, see, he's not really helping his receivers at all. I know no. they're not amazing, but more is good, and he should be you know, he deserves a better yeah. quarterback than Baker Mayfield. So, they're, again, they're just limited by Baker's very low ceiling, yeah. But on fair. the other side of the ball, Saints, you know, Alave, Traquan Smith, both over 100 yards with a gunslinger at QB. And then, yeah. but the best best part of the game was that catch from Callaway in the end zone. Yes, he plucked it, plucked it out of the air with one hand. It was lovely. Yeah, it was a good week for some spectacular catches. Um, the Jaguars thirty eight, the Chargers ten. What is happening to the um, <laughs> LA Chargers? Yes, dreadful. I it. Come on, <laughs> you did. We only you want did to pick the Jaguars this week. I'm so excited about that. Chargers um, look awful. I mean, it's one of those where how much can you take from the Justin Herbert performance? But he looked good, is the mm. thing. Is like, he was still down. making the throws that he always makes. Yeah. There is there is absolutely no running game. 26 yards total. If Sony Michel is your leading rusher with five carries for 22 yards, I know you're down, but at least have something. Yeah. Austin Eckler, five yards and four carries. 
I think he's had, I think I read something about Eckler having 80 yards rushing total over the season so far, which is just, I mean, compared to last year, he was going off, but yeah. Yeah, um, I traded for him this week. I traded Najee Harris for him, which I mean is, is a wash because they're both not, terrible. Yeah. This year. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a lateral trade, really, at the yeah. moment. But yeah, the Jags, though. Yeah, I'm still, I, I don't. I'm not convinced. I'm honestly not convinced still by it. I think the, the Chargers were that bad yesterday, but there's no denying the numbers. James Robinson, 100 yards. Zay Jones, 85 yards. Christian Kirk, 72 yards. Well, I good? saw a stat today that said that Doug Pedersen has just tied over Meyer I saw for the fifth most wins <laughs> as a head coach in Jaguars history. Just, so yeah. I'd like to congratulate him on that achievement. Um, I've, I've, one of the greatest to ever do it in the franchise's history. And um, I can Legend. only see it going up from here. Yeah. <laughs> generally, the, the AMC South is pretty open. You know, it is, yeah. The Bucks haven't looked great, have they? Yeah. Oh, sorry, the AFC stuff. Yeah. The um, I mean, none of the teams are really impressing, are they? Well, that's the thing. The Titans. I've the thing is with the Titans, I feel like they probably will get going from here forward. Yeah. Um, but the Colts, I have no idea how they're going to play week in week out. <laughs> no. And um, who's the other team down there? The Texans. The Texans. Are they not doing anything. No, they're just so, fun to watch, but they're not going to win any yeah. games. Um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, we, we'll, we'll wait to see on both of these two teams. The charges have to come round. Obviously, there was no uh, Keenan Allen yesterday, but yeah, but they've been really unlucky. Like they lost Slater for the season, yeah, and it's just been announced that Guyton's out for the year because he tore his ACL. Like, oh my god! So it's they are just getting a lot of rotten luck. But as you know, I did say in the chat earlier that if Herbert's healthy, they've always got a chance of winning a game because yeah. he's one of those QBs up there with like Mahomes and such where if mm. the ball's in his hands he you've got a chance you've always got a chance there was a superb so, late game throw where he kind of threw across his body on the run where even with like he's got damaged rib cartilage I think yeah. he is but that must have fucking killed but he looked really uh, good yeah. making that throw but oh, even yeah. 18 points is too much for him to overcome well yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to some of the late games the Rams 20 the Cardinals 12 this was not very fun to watch, really. Both teams didn't yeah. look great. Murray attempted 58 passes, which is not what you want Kyle Murray doing. Really? Uh, I don't know. I'm not convinced by no these two teams. from Murray either. He just had a lot of a lot to do with his arm because yeah. they just boxed him in a bit. But I think, you know, the Cardinals are very hit and miss so far this year. They've had, mo- like, again, with the win over the, the Raiders they looked yeah. so poor for most of that game and then they woke up so they're they're hard to trust and then on the Rams it's like are they good it's really hard to tell because they, yeah, they're finding ways they to you know like it's it's really tough but then you got Cooper Cup so it's like I guess you are good if you've got Cooper Cup <laughs> yeah you've always got a chance in every game and he scored his first ever rushing touchdown I can't uh, believe that yeah which is weird because he obviously gets some carries every now and then but all his touchdowns yeah. are through the air yeah, I'm not sure about either of these teams. I just think the NFC West as a whole is just terrible. <laughs> the only reason to watch it is to watch what Geno Smith's going to do every week. Um, let's move on to what's next. Oh, speaking of Geno Smith, uh, it was the Falcons 27, the Seahawks 23. This was a fun game. Cordero Patterson, I mean, he's an absolute stud running back. Yeah, he's, what, 100 years old and he's just yeah, he's doing all that. It's, yeah, it's really, really... 41 yards on 17 carries. He's 31 years old. He's 
breaking the rules for running backs, but he was yeah. just, I know it's only the Seahawks defence, but he was running all over them for all, all game, basically. He's definitely a guy you like to root for, isn't he? It's, yeah. Uh, I just, you know, with all the star receiving talent, he probably had the best game out of anyone, to be fair. Yeah, he did, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, obviously you get, you get the odd play from Metcalf and Drake yeah. London. Uh, and, and, you know, that's the thing is, even... Gino Smith and Mar- Marcus Mariota are going to be able to throw some balls up to those guys. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Gino had 325 yards in this. Um, 230 for Mariota. Yeah, it, it's just a fun game. Like I don't particularly care that we lost. The, if we could be fun and I mean, still you can't get a top really five expect pick. the Seahawks to win many games at all this year. Really, no, so, I expect yeah. four. Four's where I'll put our marker down. We'll beat the fun. 49ers twice. <laughs> fun is what you're looking for. Exactly. And Gino is fun so far. But uh, Pete was taking shots at Russell Wilson this week, so he's going to let Gino cook and <laughs> open up the <laughs> offense for him. <laughs> Love that from a, an ancient Pete Carroll at this point, <laughs> just throwing shade at his former quarterback. Um, and then there's two more games left: the Packers fourteen, the Buccaneers twelve. This was a just a mess of a game. This yeah. was really both. That's teams. actually what I had was my note for the game. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, I also think that Brady is probably. Trying to kill some of those players for all those those, <laughs> those, those two fumbles were just yeah. so like he's done the hard work of getting them the ball, and then you know I get I understand that professional sport is hard, but yeah. come on, like you know you've got the greatest quarterback of all time yeah. throwing you the ball, just hang on, just go just down, Do, you know, you know you're in a huge game, and those were such costly fumbles. I mean, yeah. I know Green Bay turned it over twice as well, but. The Bucks turnovers just seemed way more costly. The Perriman one at the end, just yeah. a killer, wasn't it? That was it. Just awful. Yeah. Just a really messy game. What do you take from this? Yeah. I mean, for a teams, either of these two teams, obviously they've got the fantastic all-world quarterbacks, but are they going to be there come the end of the season? I mean, this is a bit of a weird one because even though the Packers only scored 12 points, I sort mm. of felt like they were starting to get things going here. It's It yeah. looked like... They have made some, you know, however significant as you might say they are. Uh, they de- there were definitely some improvements there offensively. They just looked yeah. like they could move the ball easier. Um, I I do think they're going to, you know, keep going. I that's a, the thing is with the Bucks is they've got what like four all like Pro Bowl level receivers just yeah. out on Not out playing. injured right yeah. now. And this this thing is like. You don't. You have no idea when any of those are coming back. How how good they're going to be when they come back, and so it's this massive mystery of like how good are the Bucks going to be this year, and yeah. I don't think any of us are going to know until February. You're targeting Russell Gage thirteen times. You are down to. I mean, Russell, <laughs> he's fine, but he's not a premier yeah. receiver in the NFL, is he? Um, Romeo Dubs look good for the. Yes, he Packers. did. I love. Love him, love him. I knew, knew he was going to have a big game. Started him in some fantasy leagues. Oh, well, nice. yeah, and yeah, but touchdown. I think he's quite a physical player. I don't think he's mm. the sort of receiver that runs really crisp routes or you know like yeah. that. But once he gets the ball, just runs. He's solid. I really think that Aaron Rodgers can trust him, especially after you know so, you yeah. know that big drop from Watson in Week One. I think that got him in Rodgers' doghouse straight away. And then with all the injuries that happened to the receivers during the week, it was the Romeo Dobbs show from then on, and then yeah. it worked out. He did all right, yeah. Um, 
Sunday Night Football was the San Francisco 49ers 10, the Denver Broncos 11. What an odd, odd game. <laughs> I didn't watch this. I woke up for the scoreline and just thought, yeah, I'm not going to go back and watch that. I'm going past. Um, Russell Wilson, 184 yards completed. <laughs> completed. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, 211. One touchdown thrown between the two of them. It's amazing. Really. Was breathtaking quarterback play, really, <laughs> isn't it? It's just, yeah. I think the Broncos are like the worst two and one team, other than they maybe are, the Bears. Aren't they? Yeah, but it's just like I, I, I don't really know if I think it's because a lot of the the, the OC is brand new, yeah. first time as an OC, so there's a lot of inexperience with the play calling. Again, first time head coach as well, so. I yeah. think it's a lot of it is the coaching staff don't know how to utilize their personnel properly. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Russell Wilson's a veteran. You you have to just step up and make plays. And yeah. he isn't really doing that. And I think, you know, Colin Sutton has been like the brightest spark on that team because yeah. they're not using Javonte properly either. I think if you use Javonte as a bell cow, you're laughing, but for whatever reason, they don't want to do that. And I get you want to keep a running back fresh, especially in his younger years. But mm. yeah, I just don't think they're using their talent as well as they could. So the Broncos this week hired Jerry Rosberg um, as a senior um, assistant to help Nathaniel Hackett with his game day decisions. That's, I mean, if that was me, I would not be happy that someone's been brought in to almost babysit me to do my job. But, but at some point you've got badly. to admit there's a problem. Well, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. At, at some point you've got to you've got to look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, it's time to go to AA. Like, there's <laughs> no, you can't you can't just deny for forever. And it, yeah, if, and look, maybe we get to the end of the season, it's going well, and they go to get to the next season, okay, and go, okay, you can take the training wheels off. Yeah, but you know, just for the time being. If it if it works for them, then fair enough. I think this game was pretty much summed up by Bradley Chubb making this amazing play to to <laughs> intercept the ball and then get it return it for a touchdown and then it being called back yeah. because Jimmy Garoppolo stepped out yeah. the end zone for a touchdown. <laughs> Sorry, safely. It's uh, yeah, yeah. A very disappointing game. And the Broncos are in second place in the division, but that's only because the Chargers are incredibly injured and the Raiders are just awful. So, yeah, I mean. They're hanging, they're hanging with the Chiefs currently, but yeah, it's not been pretty. Um, before we end this show, let's do a Monday Night Football preview. Although it'll be, uh, obviously this will come out after the game, but we've got a Giants fan on the show. Ollie, what do you reckon? Well, I said on Thursday that my head is telling me that the Giants should win this because yep. we're, we've had a decent start. We look all right. Play calling's been very good, especially in the clutch. And we're going up against Cooper Rush. Yeah. But my gut is telling me this is a prime time game against the Cowboys, <laughs> and there's no way we're winning. So I'm, uh, <laughs> it's one of those things. Uh, I, I've I've picked the Giants as my actual prediction. Yeah. Um, despite what my gut is telling me, and I really do not have a good feeling about this. But if we do win it, and big if, I, it, it would be amazing to be. You know, completely undeservedly free and home at the top of the division with the Eagles, and I mean, hey, like you know, like I said, we've got the Bears next week. If we end up four and zero and the only unbeaten team left, I'm going to be absolutely ecstatic. Imagine that. Uh, so a little bit of injury news also doesn't make much sense for people listening after the fact, but um, 
Leonard Williams is doubtful. Aziz Ojolari is questionable. So is Kayvon Thibodeau. A couple of injuries there on that defence uh, for the Giants. But is Cooper Rush the man's going to take advantage of it, Miles, do you think? Um, well, he... I say he beat the Bengals, but, you know, the Bengals <laughs> beat the Bengals really, yeah. didn't they? So, yeah, I mean, again, they still have Zeke. They've still got CeeDee Lamb. They've still got Pollard, you know. I think, mm. you know, Noah Brown's been playing well as well. Um, they've still got talent there to win it, but yeah. I get, I'm kind of still leaning towards the Giants because, you know, they've just, again, as as Ollie said, the, the play calling has been fantastic. Saquon Barkley has been fantastic. And I just think that if they can just get Barkley going, control the run, control the clock, get the play action going, which is really, that stems from them running the ball with Barkley, then I just don't really think that Dallas will have an answer, but that's yeah. if they get that going. And, yeah, yeah. As you know, the other big worry is the wide receivers at the moment. Mm. Um, I I just saw a Giants insider reporting today that apparently Kenny Golladay and Kadarius Tony are being offered to the Packers as a potential trade deal. Oh wow! Um, I I obviously Golladay has been paid a lot of money. Get him out, to be yeah. honest. I'm I'm happy to see him to see the back of him. The Tony one is really difficult for me because apparently the situation is is that Dayball wants guys who are how do, do I say this nicely? They <sighs> they're, they're more on top of the mental side of the game. Oh, okay. And apparently Kadarius Tony is not that, but he is this incredible freak athlete who can stop on the dime, human yeah. joystick, any other, you know, adjective you want to use. Um <sighs> If he goes to the Packers, his fantasy value surely goes through the roof straight away. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. He's such a great athlete, and mm. I I just think I I really like what Dave has done so far, but yeah. I just feel like surely if you are the offensive guru that you're supposed to be, <laughs> surely you can get something out of him and use him, you know, as the amazing talent that he is. I like. There's got to be a spot in the offense for a player like that. Yes, you have to. Every team needs a gadget player that they can throw into any sort of situation. And yeah, we'll see how it goes. But I'm looking forward to that one. I might stop and watch it. Um, should be fun. Yeah, I'm definitely considering it, although my body will not thank me if I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, any, other, any other business, boys, before we round up this, this week's episode? Just um, hoping Mac Jones is well. You know, you know. Uh, so I'm the report not, says not Max sure. Jones injury pretty severe, suffered a yeah. pretty severe high ankle sprain. I mean, well, we I'm won't get doing anything up. this year anyway. But you know, I for one, I'm hoping Matt Jones is out for as long as possible. Diving sheets deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> the current hope is Jones can avoid surgery, and he's getting a, a second opinion. Oof. Yeah, surgery's the season done, isn't it? Yeah, Brian Hoyer is surely around. Surely can bring him in. I mean, it's all, it always reassures you when they just completely refuse the doctor's, the first doctor's opinion, yeah. because it's not the one they want. <laughs> yeah. they, I'm sure that's what happened to her. They, they had one doctor on the sideline going, I, I, I think you should probably come out of the game, lads. And yeah. uh, well, let's get a second opinion on this. <laughs> let's find yeah. someone that agrees with me. Yeah. Like what Daniel said, too, is dealing with a back and ankle soreness. Probably a headache as well. Yeah, I mean the ankle headache. soreness probably comes from the jelly legs, from you know you would think, but yeah, yeah, I reckon so. Um, so that'll be it then. That'll be it for this week's um, round 
or week three roundup. Uh, we'll be back on is it Wednesday or Thursday? The fantasy show, one of the days this week. Wednesday with the fantasy show, and then Thursday or Friday with the preview for week four. It's week four already, boys. Almost. <laughs> It's too fast. I don't like it. Yeah, it'll be gone soon. We're losing and then we'll all be, the time. We'll be going in the off season. Like, right? How many? How many things can we do to pass yeah. the time until football's we, back? How can we provide content when there's nothing to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we'll be back. All the shows every week. Um, well, I'm back now, so we'll be doing. Um, I'm back on a couple of these podcasts every week. Thank you for listening. You can find us on Twitter at first and ten underscore. You can find Miles on Miles on Twitter at uh, at Miles Burrell. and Ollie. At Regen And you can find me at Prospell underscore underscore. Um, apart from that, get involved. Tweet the show. Email the show. I'm sure Dave's got an email address. Not that there's any pressure, <laughs> but um, he's going to have to now put that out there for the world to see. Um, if you've got any articles you'd like to write for the website, let us know. Send a message to Dave. He will post them up. Um, and yeah, get involved. All, all stuff NFL. I am going to the uh, Saints Vikings game, corporate hospitality this week. Looking forward to that. Lovely. Yeah. All the free wine and beer I can drink. So it's going to be a long day. Um, But yeah, we'll be back next week then. So it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Miles. Bye. And goodbye from Molly. Goodbye. And we'll see you next time. Bye.